Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Tuesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. A reminder, coming up on Saturday, our uh, potential for a final high school broadcast of the season as Silver Creek, the lone baseball team still alive in the semi-state. They've got a big challenge against Indianapolis Brebuff. It's a one-game deal, and if they win, they will move on to the 3A state championship game the following weekend in Indianapolis. We'll have that game on Saturday afternoon, around a 3.50 start as far as pregame coverage goes, we believe, and that game is going to air on one of our sister stations, 94.7 FM. So I'll remind you of that throughout the week here on the show and on social media as well. But glad to have you with us. Uh, Let's jump right into a busy and hopefully somewhat normal show today. A lot to get caught up on. Some great guests going to join us here in the hour. And let's take a look at the show lineup. It's a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one will have our daily headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news coming your way here in just a few moments. Some big news. Jordan Halls, his professional career is now officially complete in Germany, which means he is headed back to the state soon and will assume a role as previously reported on the IU staff of Mike Wood. And so we'll talk about that. There's a number of recruiting notes to get to. Also, Duke may be setting a new trend in college basketball. We'll tell you about that here in our opening segment today. And a look at summer league basketball tonight. Tons of games all in New Albany this evening. Some great varsity matchups, and we'll run you through that schedule and tell you what's been going on here so far in the month of June a little bit later in this segment. Later in the show today, it's Tuesday. We've got two regular guests on Tuesday, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. He's with us to catch up on IU basketball. We'll get into some recruiting with him as well. And then Mike Pegram of Peaks.com. He'll join later in the hour some more IU basketball and perhaps a little IU football with Peaks when he joins us later in the show today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. want to remind you, the Thornton's text line always open during our show. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Thornton's is the perfect stop for all of the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like their fresh coffee and delicious donuts and really it's the off season Uh, I know there's a lot of excitement right now around IU basketball and we're very passionate in this area really year-round about hoops and sports 
but uh, what's what what do you want to hear about? What do you want to ask one of our IU experts today, Schumann or Pegram? Uh, you can text me that, 502-414-1450. I've had a lot of messages over the last 24, 48 hours about the passing of our late producer here at the Big X, Douglas Scott Wolverton. I did my very best yesterday to give a heartfelt tribute to a guy over the years that has meant so much to our coverage here on the Big X, specifically my daily show and all of our play-by-play games. I was talking with Trevor Kelsey last night, uh, just kind of recapping the day and talking about what's ahead this week. And he mentioned when Justin Kalen, who is kind enough to fill in here and produce this show and some of the other shows in the absence of Douglas, now um, that really that Saturday game, which I missed the Saturday game down in Jasper where New Albany upset the host Wildcats was the first game Trevor believes in 10 plus years, the high school game that is, that has not been produced uh, by Douglas Scott Wolverton. Obviously, he left us last Thursday. It's been a very sad time around the station. I've had a number of people reach out, say they heard the tribute, want a copy of the tribute, just to say they were thinking of us. A lot of area coaches have taken time out to send a note in as well. We sure appreciate that. We're going to forward all that stuff over to Douglas's family. But uh, just uh, some information on his visitation. I know some of you have asked. It will be Thursday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Kraft's Funeral Home in New Albany, 2776 Charlestown Road. So it's the Charlestown Road location of Kraft's Funeral Home. Also on Friday, there's visitation from 10 until 11 a.m. And then his funeral service will be held there at Kraft's on Charlestown Road at 11 a.m. We'll remind you of this as the week goes on. We'll have more tributes for Doug uh, as the week goes on, but just a sad time, and we appreciate your thoughts and prayers for uh, Douglas's family and friends, and he meant so much to everybody here in sports and radio, really, in southern Indiana and beyond. All right, let's get into our headlines for today. I mentioned Jordan Hall's his professional career is officially closed. His team, and I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, MHP Ryzen, I believe, uh, over in Germany, was eliminated from the playoffs over the weekend, and he's now set to return as the recruiting coordinator for the Hoosiers. And uh, obviously, as he gets there, the coaches will soon be hitting the road later this month for two weekends of live opportunities where the NCAA now lets coaches, they have for the last few years, get out and actually view some of the high school stuff that goes on in June, where prospects are competing with their high school team in the summer. And then, of course, in July, it flips to the Peach Jam and the Shoe Circuits and some of the big AAU-type travel tournaments that have existed for years, although those periods are now limited. There's not near as many viewable days in July as what there used to be. Jordan won't be on the road. I think a lot of people thought when you get that job title of recruiting coordinator that he would be out on the road with the coaches. He would be a guy at home, but he would often be the guy that's coordinating uh, where coaches are going and maybe even breaking it down each hour in the day what games, what prospects they are going to watch. And obviously he will be, it sounds like, communicating a lot with recruits and their families and high school coaches as well. So I think IU fans, with all the excitement about next season, really excited about the addition of a former player, someone from our state, a great player, and Mr. Basketball at Bloomington South. He's well known by all the basketball figures in our state, and he will officially be getting his job uh, in Bloomington underway, it sounds like, very, very soon uh, as well. A couple of recruiting notes to pass along here in our opening segment today. Uh, IU has offered a player in the 2024 class, another big name in that class on a national level, a five-star 
point guard. I love the name. Boogie Fland is his name. Again, a five-star point guard. He is based out of New York. Uh, His name is John Uell, his first name, but known as Boogie on the travel basketball circuit. And uh, someone that is highly ranked, number 13, as the overall player in the 2024 class and the number two point guard, according to 247 Sports and their composite rankings. He attends Stepanak High School in White Plains, New York, the same school that produced IU target R.J. Davis. You might remember that he ended up at North Carolina. Fland averaged 14.5 points, five rebounds, just over 2.5 assists, and almost two steals last season as a sophomore. So amazing that IU uh, going after top-tier five-star guards and prospects across the country, not just in the Midwest, another player they're jumping on fairly early uh, in the 2024 class. Also, another name that we've mentioned before, Jamie Kaiser Jr. He's a four-star recruit in the 2023 class, so he'll be a senior next year, number 77 in the country. He announced his top nine schools on Sunday. He's a six-foot-six small forward. He'll decide between Virginia, Indiana, Miami of Florida, Boston College, Iowa, Wake Forest, West Virginia, Maryland, and Wisconsin as well. So some Big Ten and Midwest competition in there for the Hoosiers with Jamie Kaiser Jr. I saw another report that he is working to set up a visit to IU sometime this month uh, before things get really crazy with the live recruiting periods coming up later in the summer. Also, one IU football note, this is, uh, I know, a tough subject for uh, IU fans, but former IU commit Day McCullough, Uh, has chosen a new college destination after he decommitted from IU a few weeks ago. You'll remember his father came to IU, I think, from the the Kansas City Chiefs to join the IU coaching staff and ended up leaving for a similar position at Notre Dame earlier in the offseason. A lot of speculation about what might happen with Day, who was at the time still going to attend Bloomington South High School. He transferred to St. Joseph's up in the South Bend area. A few days later, decommitted from IU, and then over the weekend, he committed to Cincinnati. A four-star defensive back is Day McCullough. Uh, Again, a big loss for the future of IU football, uh, but he will play in Cincinnati uh, when his college career begins. College basketball, kind of a trend-setting move here, I think. John Shire, the new head coach at Duke, uh, maybe setting a trend as far as a new position, a new job title that I think you'll see more of in college sports, specifically basketball and football. Duke has hired a former Nike executive, also a former NBA front office uh, person, Rachel Baker, as Duke basketball's general manager. Um, This is interesting because with the changing landscape of college hoops, that's NIL, that's the transfer portal, uh, that is so many things now that you as a coach and a coaching staff have to be on top of. We're seeing a lot of new different support uh, positions created on various staffs across the country. And a general manager position maybe could be something along the lines as an associate AD for men's basketball, like we saw Thad Mata wear that hat for a season, although it seemed like he was more involved in some of the strategic stuff with the team behind the scenes. But just an interesting move. John Shire clearly, uh, in his year in waiting as the next head coach to replace Coach K, was planning and making some moves to change Duke 
basketball and perhaps position it even better to attempt to stay on top in future seasons. But I do wonder if you won't see more positions like this created. They could have different titles, and a lot of the, uh, I'm sure, duties of this new general manager for Duke basketball, Rachel, Rachel Baker, I'm sure even at IU, some of those duties are already split up among different staff members. But you do wonder, will you see kind of a head honcho come in that reports directly to the head coach that is responsible for some of the NIL and some of the other responsibilities that college basketball programs uh, now have to think about. And, uh, you know, so many things that exist now, whether it's roster management, NIL, the transfer portal, even recruiting has changed. Um, so interesting to see Duke make that move, and we'll see if there are some other follows uh, similar to what uh, Coach Shire did or announced earlier today. Summer League basketball continues at New Albany High School and some of the local middle schools today. There are really great games. I'm just going to run through some of the varsity games. Starting today at 3.30 at New Albany, New Albany will take on Doss at 3.30, then 4.30 Charlestown and Doss, 5.30. Corden will take on St. X from Louisville, 6.30. Charlestown will take on St. X from Louisville, 7.30. Corden against Mayo, and 8.30, the nightcap, Floyd Central against Mayo. At Hazelwood Middle School, the varsity game's there today, starting at 2.30. Uh, in order, Rock Creek against Clarksville, Manuel's second team. Uh, we'll take on Henryville, Rock Creek against Fern Creek, Henryville against Kentucky Country Day. This should be a good game. Jeffersonville against Manuel's top varsity team at 6.30, Kentucky Country Day against New Washington, and Jeffersonville against Eman um, Evangel Christian. Uh, that should be a good one to close out the night at Hazelwood at Scribner. Seymour comes down to take on Louisville Eastern, then they'll take on Ballard after that. Louisville Eastern will take on Southwestern. Ballard against Providence, Southwestern against Christian Academy of Indiana, Meade County against Brown from downtown Louisville, and Christian Academy against Meade County. Those are the varsity games set for today at the three different New Albany locations. Admission is only $3. You can get a stamp and go to all the locations. There's a ton of JV and even some freshman games as well. Just a big night of summer league hoops beginning at 2.30 at Hazelwood and Scribner, 3.30 at New Albany High School. You can find the schedule. You follow me. I know a lot of you do at Hoosier Hills on Twitter. I post the daily grid, and you can also find the full schedule and all the details about the league at HoosierHillsHoops.com slash KSBL. That's HoosierHillsHoops.com slash KSBL. One other headline I want to mention uh, doesn't involve Indiana. It does involve the Big Ten Conference, but yesterday – a winner advanced to Super Regional College Baseball game Louisville uh, rallied and got through a weather delay to beat Michigan 11-9, the final score. The Cardinals have eliminated Michigan, uh, the big dog from the Big Ten Conference, at least in the postseason, along with Maryland. And uh, Louisville will head on to a Super Regional down at College Station. But an outstanding game. Didn't get to see it uh, as far as live in person. I didn't even get to watch it on television, but uh, saw some of the highlights. What a rally for the Cardinals. Solid year for Michigan. Uh, I remember the days IU baseball flirted with uh, success in the postseason and had a trip to the College World Series. That was a lot of fun, and I think for the IU fan base, uh, added another level of fandom for fans to follow in the spring going into the summer. IU baseball, a roller coaster of a year this past season. There is no question about that. But college baseball is really good. I don't get a chance with all the summer stuff going on right now to watch it, but it's really good. I enjoy it more than Major League Baseball. 
uh, very entertaining, and the Super Regionals are really fun. The co- College World Series, I think it's one of the best sporting events on TV, to be quite honest. But it'll be interesting to see uh, how Louisville does. They've got some challenges coming up this weekend, uh, specifically Texas A&M. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with segment number two. That is Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, who's going to be with us as we talk IU basketball. We get into some recruiting stuff as well. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday program. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, my guest, to talk the latest in IU basketball and more. And, Mike, I mentioned in the last segment Duke hiring a general manager to uh, help manage all the uh, new things that college basketball staff must stay ahead of. Uh, is that uh, something you think will be a trend for high major programs, maybe IU or others in the Big Ten Conference, to uh, create or form a similar position? Yeah, sure seems like something that would make a lot of sense uh, for for throughout college sports, not just basketball. I was I, that's something I asked Tom Allen about down down in uh, at Huber a couple of weeks ago. Just like you know, how how much time do you actually spend in your day? You know, with the transfer portal, with NIL, with just roster management, all that stuff. And he kind of sighed and took a deep breath. You could tell it. It is a significant change. It is a significant demand on their times. And college sports has taken a turn to look a lot more like pro sports. So it does make a lot of sense to have someone in kind of a GM role and, you know, a little bit more serious of a person. I mean, college basketball programs and football have like director of operations type roles, but typically those are kind of younger folks that are just kind of you know, taking their first step into into getting involved with the program behind the scenes and do, doing more like travel coordination and things like that. But this would be, as I understand it, with what Duke's doing, really getting more into, you know, all that stuff that, that Alan kind of, you know, sighed about, you know, spending a lot of time really making sure you've got your arms around the portal and planning out your, your roster, focusing on development, you know, thinking about the financial side of it, you know, with NIL, it's just, there's so much going on. So it, yeah, that, that's the trend that definitely seems to be going in that direction and probably isn't going to let up. Mike, I wonder the associate AD position that was held by Thad Mata before he left to take the Butler job, obviously that's in the budget. I wonder if it's still there and if maybe something along those lines with a title similar to that or a change of title could uh, be something I you could flip somebody in there if that's the direction Coach Woodson wants to take. Yeah, that, that's a great point. There's some money freed up there for sure. Um, you know, they, they did reorganize the the payment or the uh, salaries for the assistant coaches. And I think Hunter and uh, 
you see Rosamond got bumps, but I think you know Walsh maybe isn't making what what Fife was making. So there's some there was also some restructuring there as well. But um, one way or another, I, I think you know Mike, Mike Woodson's a guy that obviously has a ton of connections, you know, from from his days in the NBA, and could no doubt find a really good person to fill that spot, you know, a serious person with, with connections and real knowledge about how to really manage a, a roster and a program in, in that kind of more professional manner. So, you know, if, if Indiana has the the will to, to pay for that kind of role and take it seriously, I have no doubt that, that Indiana and Woodson could find a really competent person to take it on. Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier, my guest. You can read Mike's work at thedailyhoosier.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at daily underscore Hoosier. Speaking of staff positions and support staff, uh, Jordy Halls, Jordan Halls, is it seems finally headed to Bloomington after his professional season and really career in Germany came to a close over the weekend. I know there are a lot of people uh, glad to see a former player on staff, especially after the, de- the departure of Dane Fife uh, at the start of the offseason. Although Hall's not one of the three big dogs as far as a coach or recruiter, he's going to fill a very important staff role as well from a p- support position. Yeah, probably the people happiest to see him come will be the assistant coaches because they they will have a little bit more time on their hands. You know, that that is a the thing Jordan's stepping into is a, is a heavy lifting job. It's kind of the front lines of recruiting, you know, doing all the initial correspondence and communications and, you know, identification, a lot of film watching, you know, a lot of, you know, setting up visits, coordinating visits. So there, there's a, that is a very, very much a full-time job that, that he's stepping into and without somebody in that role after Brian Walsh was promoted from it to assistant coach, it's kind of been sitting there and that means, you know, Walsh and and everybody else on the staff has had to kind of have their hand in in that aspect of it as well. So I I think, you know, they will all be happy to see him jump in. And I think from, from Jordan's perspective, of course, he knows exactly what he's getting into. I think now that his career's wrapped up, I I think we'll get a chance to um, do a Q and a with him here in the, in the next week or so. So it'll be curious to, Get his perspective on, on what he what what he's looking forward to and what what his uh, senses of what he's gotten himself into here. Mike Schumann, my guest. Mike, one of the other things I had on my list for big topics today: Xavier Booker of Cathedral in Indianapolis. You're very familiar with him. Uh, I've had a chance to watch him a few times recently. In fact, last week we had on Jason Delaney, the head coach of the Irish, for a, an off-season update on Booker and really the EYBL as a whole with Coach Delaney's involvement with the uh, Indy Heat. But Booker now is out at the Pangos All-American Camp, which is organized by a guy I've known for years, Dinos Tragonis, who's kind of a West Coast hoops czar in many ways. But he's got a great collection of the best I don't know, 150 or so players, I think it is, and it's no shoe association there, so he's getting the best from Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, and brings them together. It's not a live event for college coaches, but there are a lot of the recruiting folks there, and obviously you've got NBA draft people there thinking ahead for not this draft, but for future drafts. So Booker, by all accounts, I've seen multiple reports and texted with a few people that are there, uh, he's continuing to play very well and show why he has moved, really rocketed up the national rankings in the 2023 class. And I even hear he's impressed some NBA scouts out on the West Coast here over the last few days. 
Yeah, and I, I'm not out there, but uh, like you, I have talked to some people out there and, and read some reports. And, you know, one of the things I was always questioned with him as you know he he plays for a aau program that's not on a shoe circuit so they don't always face the tough toughest competition and he's not always going up against you know bigs that you know are of the caliber that he's going to face at the next level so i've always kind of wondered you know you know how, how he stacks up uh, against that sort of competition uh, but but that's what's really stood out to the people i've talked to and the reports i've seen is that you know this Pangos event is really stacked with a bunch of, you know, very high-end big men that are going to be playing high major college basketball and, and his Xavier Booker's ascent uh, of the spring and into the summer has continued even at that event against that kind of competition. So, you know, I, I think that probably answered a lot of questions for a lot of people. Obviously, you know, getting a Duke offer, getting an Oregon offer, you know, the, those kind of things answer a lot of questions too. I, I think we're past the point of, you know, questioning, you know, what he can do at the next level. I think it's just now it's incumbent on him to, you know, get get focused on his recruitment, start to narrow things down. I think he, you know, one of the reports uh, said he's he's got four more visits identified to, to wrap up his junior year officials, and then he can get into his senior year officials. So from an Indiana perspective, it's it's going to be a question of, whether or not they can get him back on campus. He took an official last October to IU. Um, everything I'm hearing um, from, from the people around him is that they both sides are continue to be interested. It, it took, I don't, I don't think that Indiana was as focused on him a year ago. You know, I, I shared their doubts, but now the question is, can they, can they kind of, you know, go full speed ahead, you know, join it in this crazy race that's got the Dukes, the Kansas, the everybody else involved now and, you know, stay, stay, you know, to involved enough to, to get into a top five, to get an official visit in the fall and, and be a school that, that he's going to take serious. Mike, is, is Xavier Booker with this rise and improvement in his game, is, is he the, the front runner for uh, Indiana Mr. Basketball next season? That that's a good question. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, you I know, mean, <laughs> and I guess the reason I ask is because over the years, sometime a rise in uh, national ranking uh, or a blip or a up uptick, let me say it that way, in recruiting offers doesn't necessarily translate to uh, getting the votes in our state necessarily. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see with his obviously his game has taken uh, some big leaps and some big growth here in the offseason. I think it's going to be interesting to see is he the guy when high school basketball returns in the winter. Yeah, he's such an interesting prospect. I mean, if if you had asked me that question in January, when there were games for Cathedral where he wasn't even out there, you know, he you know played half of the game at times. I'd, I'd say there's no way. But even in the last few weeks of their season, on into the tournament, where he was dominant at times and really was the key reason why they won a state championship in convincing fashion. And then on in, into the spring, I mean, it's it's hard to imagine that a at this point a top ten five star wouldn't be Mister Basketball. But you know, I think a couple of variables. I mean, he, he's going to have to have a consistently strong senior season. You know, actually on the court for Cathedral, I think that matters more than his rankings. And I, you know, I think he's he's more of a prospect to me that you know really 
even more so than college, he's really more of an NBA prospect to me because he just has that modern game, 6'11", great length, can shoot the ball. Uh, he, he has everything that, that the NBA is looking for. That doesn't necessarily mean he's, you know, Indiana, Indiana Mr. Basketball. Those are two different things. He also goes to a private school, which historically hasn't been a real favorable uh, factor for, for kids as well. So it, it, that, that, that that's a very interesting question that we'll have to monitor here over the next few months and into next spring, I guess. Talking with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike, last time you were on, I, I think we talked about way early rankings and where the Hoosiers are at now that rosters are set and the NBA draft deadline has passed. Uh, the more and more I read and the more and more rankings, and, and whether it's of the Big Ten or of college basketball as a whole, the higher and higher I see IU. I think once people have had time to digest what this roster looks like, with obviously Trace Jackson Davis leading the way, but some other key players back, really a lot of key players back, and then even the newcomers, the freshmen, you know, you've got a couple five-stars and guys that are really considered to be top prospects in their respective classes. Uh, does does it seem to you that IU has a good mix? Uh, and I guess when you think about roster management and the transfer portal, things can change on a whim, so a coach's job is never done. But there seems to be some real balance right now with IU. I don't know if COVID helped that or the extra year of eligibility and some of these guys opting to come back has helped Indiana become an older and more balanced team. But from top to bottom, things are spaced out nicely right now for the Hoosiers. Yeah, they are from a, you know, positionally, from a class, you know, it, it got a lot going on, and I, before we got on here, I was going team by team in the, in the Big Ten. ESPN's got them summarized nicely with you know who's coming back, who's left, who's who's the 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 newcomers on each team. And man, when you look really team by team, it, it's even more apparent than kind of just that gut feel that that Indiana's the favorite. Um, you know, and and I say that not so much because I think Indiana's you know elite. At, anywhere really i just think comparatively other teams have lost so much and indiana's returned so much you know i think it it makes indiana the, the clear favorite um but but i do think you know they they didn't address that one need of you know kind of wing scoring so i you know i think they're still at that point where you know there, there's going to be plenty of games where you know Xavier Johnson and Trace Jackson Davis are going to be the focus of every game plan they face somebody else like a Tamar Bates like a Trey Galloway like a Jordan Geronimo is going to really have to come up with or or become that kind of third scoring option that that volume score that they don't have on the wing um any of those guys or others could be that person you know Preferably multiple guys would would step into that that role and really develop this summer. Um, but without that, I think you know there's still going to be games where they they're often stagnates uh, that they they get stuck in a, in a slugfest in the 50s or 60s, and they're you know there's going to be tough nights out there. So I don't I don't think it's like you know they're going to run away with the Big Ten or anything like that. Um, but but it is pretty striking when you go through each roster in the Big Ten and compare it what Indiana has coming back to what everybody else has. Absolutely. Mike, uh, you know we are to the point of the offseason when fans are desperate. Uh, Cliff Marshall, uh, here in this uh, early summer, was the time we follow everything he tweets and posts. And I think he took uh, some of the newcomers, the freshmen, on a fishing trip 
uh, earlier this week or over the weekend, and then I saw a video that IU Basketball uh, tweeted out yesterday where he was working uh, maybe the sand pit, maybe on bikes. May, I can't remember what it was exactly, but they were doing some uh, serious-looking physical fitness, getting ready uh, for things next season. Again, you know it's uh, smack dab in the middle uh, of the off season, and that there's a long, long way to go when we're kind of living IU basketball through what Cliff Marshall is doing, uh, who he's in the sand pit with, and uh, who he's taking out on the boat or, or a fishing trip. But that's just the life of an IU basketball fan uh, this time of year. Yeah, it was striking to me. I was down there for the team camp over the weekend, and three of the freshmen, Banks, Hood Shafino, and Renault, were, were all there in the uh, – I will tell you this, the, the, the Montverde freshmen – Huchifino and Renault, you can tell they've kind of come up through a different kind of system. They are physically, they look very different. I mean, obviously some kids just develop differently physically, physically put on muscle, eat more easily. But looking at those two compared to like a Caleb Banks, a CJ Gunn, even Logan Duncan going into his second year, um, Huchifino and Renault physically look like guys that have been in college basketball for a while already. They're they're just big, strong, well put together dudes. Whereas the the other three I mentioned, um, you know, we'll we'll have a a busy summer with Coach Cliff trying to to get bigger and stronger uh, to survive the rigors of the upcoming season. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, my guest. Mike, uh, you were at the team camp. You mentioned that uh, I, I highlighted some of the teams and some of the more well-known prospects that were in Bloomington playing some games with their high school teams over the weekend. Who stood out to you? Who did you watch? And uh, anything else from that team camp setting we could uh, pass along you could you could give us? Yeah, I mean, the, the kid that's just, I mean, he, he's, he's such a long way out from, from college, but just blows me away is Jalen Harrelson from Fisher's High School up in the northeast side of Indianapolis. I mean, he gosh you talk about guys that are well put together and, and look like they're physically already there i mean he, he i think he's only 15 but he looks like he's 20 um and he plays it too like his, his game is very advanced very high level vision you know very plays very well at a very fast speed um you know he's playing up in aau and he could probably play up a couple of years he's just a very talented kid i i i would say you know if there's a kid that we're going to be you know, talking crazy about for the next couple of years and just obsessing over as as Indiana folks like to do. He, he's probably it. He's probably going to end up right on that five star line because there's really no holes in his game. He reminds me of a lot of Huchifino in that you know he's big, he's strong, he defends, he he sees the floor very well. His shot, if there's anything you want to critique, his shot needs to come along a little bit more. But I've already seen that develop here over the last year. Watched him summon in high school and then in, into the summer. And I, I've already seen that come along. So, I mean, he's six, seven and plays point guard. So, I mean, he, he's about as impressive as a prospect as I have seen this spring, all things considered. Um, Gabe Cups was down there as well, along with his teammate, Jonathan Powell, both, you know, Cups and IU commit Powell, a 2024 IU offer recipient. So they were fun to watch uh, that, that team's, Lost a couple D1 players uh, over over the last few months, so Cups is really going to have to take on more of a heavy scoring role. You saw him trying to kind of step into that and prepare himself for that, so that was fun to watch as well down there. All right, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us Tuesdays on the program. Mike, always enjoy it. We'll do it again next week.
Enjoyed it, Matt. Thank you very much. All right. I want to remind you that Southern Indiana night at Slugger Field on Friday for the Bats game. That's Friday, June 10th. The gates open at 6 p.m., 7.05 start time. First pitch in that game is the Bats host the Charlotte Knights. And that's always a fun game to get to if you're a resident of uh, this side of the river, a little Southern Indiana flavor to the Louisville Bats, which this time of year when the weather really warms up consistently, we're headed into summer. Uh, the Bats, very cheap, great entertainment, and I look forward to being over at some games here uh, later this month. One of the uh, great places to be around here as far as baseball goes in the summer. But Southern Indiana night, again, Friday, June 10th, the Big X Sports Radio, the home of the Bats. And we're going to have Nick Curran, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Bats, on with us later in the week to preview Southern Indiana night. And uh, hopefully you'll uh, find some time this weekend to get over there uh, as uh, some good baseball and uh, always a fun environment at the Bats. Making its rounds on social media today, one of my friends texted me and said, Matt, you got to mention this on your show. Uh, And I've actually got to fill up for gas as well. $6.09 is what uh, one gas station in Sellersburg uh, had gas uh, priced at this morning. I've not seen anything that high, but I've got to fill up this afternoon, so I can assure you I will not be going to Sellersburg or that station to fill up my gas tank. But that is getting absolutely unbelievable as uh, prices continue to rise. That's all seven-plus-dollar gas uh, on the news yesterday somewhere out in California. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with our final segment of the day. In that segment, we're going to be joined by Mike Pegram of Pigs.com. We'll get into more IU basketball topics, a little football as well with Mike This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back in this final segment. Mike Pegram of Peaks.com will join us here in just a moment. I know you've heard commercials, and I want to tell you about a new partner here at the Big X Sports Radio, Shady Rays Sunglasses. Are you tired of buying expensive sunglasses only to lose or break them or worse? You never even wear them because you don't want to get them dirty. Let me tell you about Shady Rays, an independent American-owned company that started right by us over in Kentucky exclusive, exclusively for listeners of this station. Shady Rays is offering 25% off so you can try them out and see what they're all about. Use code BIGX, that's all one word, B-I-G-X, at checkout of the ShadyRays.com website for 25% off all adult shades. Also from the Thornton's text line, we were talking about Thad Mata, that position of associate AD for men's basketball, and uh, the GM position, general manager position that Duke created and announced earlier today a texter wrote in that he thought that position was created for Thad because he had health issues and could not be the head coach. And who knows, perhaps that 
is the case. But if that position still exists and the funding is there, maybe that will be a position that IU uses for some of this uh, to help manage some of the new things uh, being thrown the way of college basketball coaches. Mike Pegram, Pigs.com, with us in this segment. Mike, I want to continue talking about the Mike Woodson team camp. It was great to see that event back over the weekend. And we've talked about some of the teams and prospects that were there this week so far, but you can kind of speak on that event as a whole. It's a good opportunity, especially in our state, with so many good high school programs to bring in players and work on relationships with coaches, get an opportunity to play on the floor at Assembly Hall or Cook Hall, a lot of good facilities and good experiences for all kids, whether they become an IU prospect one day or not. Yeah, there's been several players through the years. Uh, I always remember Trace Jackson Davis getting a real uh, great look at Indiana, and that really influenced him, I think, to more seriously take the IU option. And just, uh, yeah, it's it's something that's been gone for a couple of years because of the pandemic, but is back, and now schools are, are again, using it smartly as a recruiting tool. And uh, it's terrific for Indiana to, especially this schools within an hour or two drive that's real easy for them to come down and they really enjoy the competition this time of year mike uh i, I asked uh, mike schumann earlier and yesterday we talked about it as well but uh anyone stand out to you guys at opeaks.com had uh, some staff there lots of reports on your website from over the weekend harrelson from fishers was outstanding anyone else catch your eye um well i think uh cups play pretty well but uh, uh i think yeah, Harrelson has kind of uh, developed into the the most, uh, you know, along with Xavier Booker, I guess, but as the the guys that are really uh, making the national impact, and uh, he's continuing to get better. That's that's really interesting. MikePegramPeaks.com, my guest here on this Tuesday program. I've noticed recently some NIL deals announced through one of the collectives for both Jalen Hood, Shavino and Malik Renault as well. It's got to be a good thing for IU uh, as far as rec- the future goes and recruiting goes to see incoming freshmen that have only been on the campus for, what, days or maybe a few weeks already get uh, some sort of NIL opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, Indiana has to, to, to be offering that, or otherwise they're going to lose the, these prospects to other schools. And, uh, you know, they're – these schools, um, excuse me, these players are getting involved with uh, certain agencies, and they also need to have these collectives kind of be another source of income. And uh, that's that's exactly where this, you know, collective has worked out really well. Um, and they've worked deals here announced with both Malik Renault and, and Jalen Hushafino, and I'm sure there'll be more things to happen. And keeping it with NIL, now that Trace Jackson Davis is officially back, do you expect it'll be announced soon that he has some major NIL opportunities for next season? Um, yeah, I don't know how much will become public, but it's it's well into six figures for him. Um, it's it's a big big amount of money, and uh, it's, uh, it's it's I'm still trying to navigate this new world. What it means for but it definitely has influenced players to that maybe aren't first rounders uh, to not to chase that, that second round or or undrafted dream when 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 they can stay in school and earn hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, it's a, it, it's a big deal um, if they don't have any guaranteed money out there in the pro ranks. 
MikePegramPeaks.com, my guest, talking some IU basketball, NIL. Now I want to get back into recruiting with you. A few names, Jamie Kaiser, uh, a four-star wing forward, is uh, showing a lot of interest in Indiana. He has the Hoosiers in his top nine. And just trying to keep listeners updated with who's who, you've seen Kaiser play a thumbnail sketch of his game. Well, again, all these guys that aren't post players that they're really honing in on are shooters. And uh, he's got some athleticism, too, um, and he's played really well. He's out of Virginia, uh, and he's, uh, you know, which is a, an area that uh, he has very well connected because uh, Kenya Hunter is uh, in from Virginia, and Brian Walsh also has good connections there. Um, but all these guys are shooters. They're, there's no doubt that they want a shooter and a, and a post player. And then you, they may go beyond that, but that's where the focus is going to be. And they have Power and Kaiser and Stiakovic and a few other guys that they've identified, and they're really going hard after them. All right, a new name on the radar, Boogie Fland. Uh, love the name from New York. Uh, maybe maybe an overview of who he is. A young 2024 prospect, but he's highly rated, and IU just offered. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a five-star level player, if I remember right. And uh, he's... He, he, yeah, he's um, from a, a school, Archbishop Stepanek, and uh, which has had a lot of tremendous tradition of producing a lot of outstanding players that have gone on to the NBA and so forth. Um, and he's a point guard. Uh, I think that uh, you know the twenty-four class now makes sense to maybe dip in for another point guard. And he's, uh, I would say, he's probably among the top three point guards in the whole class of twenty twenty-four. So. He was a kind of a no-brainer offer, you know. But it does, the fact that they offer means they think they can, that they have a chance to land him. So that, that's good news for Indiana. Jeff Rabjohns, one of your writers, is out at the Pangos All-America Camp in uh, in Hoops Heaven right now. And Xavier Booker yeah. is really impressing. I've seen some of his reports uh, that he's written for Peaks subscribers. But at that camp, it's kind of become a unique deal. It, it gathers the best regardless of shoe affiliation, which uh, if there's one knock to the shoe companies being involved, all their events are first class and very well organized. But it does splinter somewhat. Uh, getting the best players together. That's not the case at Pangos. Is there anyone else there of interest beside Xavier Booker? Obviously a lot of really good prospects there, but anyone else from an IU uh, perspective to, to pay attention to uh, their, their write-ups from that event? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Booker has been kind of a focus because he's he's from in Indiana, but another big guy is if, if as Missy from New York City. Um, he's 2024, big name that Indiana really likes. Really good shot blocker, long and lean. And, and Andre Stryakovic, you know, uh, is, I would mention him already today because he's uh, such a skilled shooter and he's a 2023 big guard and, you know, obviously comes from his father played, you know, was an outstanding player in the NBA. And um, uh, Brady Dunlap is a guy that uh, Indiana has looked in at as one of their shooting prospects. Uh, Maybe not quite as high up as um, T.J. Power and, and Kaiser and Stoyakovich, but they ha- they have to go find about six or seventies to make sure they land one of them. And he's a really good shooter with size from from out west. And uh, uh, oh, the kid from Carmel is doing really well. Our Garway Duel. Um, I don't know if he's going to become an Indiana target because he's not a, a great shooter, but he's 
a really a really outstanding big guard with defensive a really great potential as a defensive player and a really good raw athlete and he's he's becoming a high major target this summer all right good stuff from mike pegram of peaks.com mike thanks as always for the chat all right, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Right, that's going to wrap things up for this Tuesday edition of the program. Back with you Wednesday and Thursday this week. There will be no show on Friday as we honor Douglas Scott Wilberton, our longtime producer. His funeral will be uh, at Crafts in New Albany there on Charlestown Road at 11 a.m. on Friday. Back tomorrow, though, Dustin Dopirak of the uh, Bloomington Herald-Times joins the program. Also, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune presented by Major League Shirt Company. Check us out as a podcast if you missed the live show available wherever you listen to podcasts. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and Silver Creek Baseball coming up on Saturday on 94.7 WFIA. It's the Dragons and Indianapolis Brebuff in a one-game semi-state. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison.